Another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Swords, and my co-host, and very good friend, is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris, and hello to our listeners out there. Welcome to Chris and Dave's Reality TV Cast. We are covering Love Island UK Series 8, Episode 28. Now, Chris, crikey, you managed to watch it. <laughs> you have had a long weekend, haven't you? Oh, my word, Dave. Yeah, fantastic weekend. I mean, it's bloody expensive. I said that on Saturday. And thanks for letting me do my intro, Dave, and not doing that. Oh, welcome, everybody. <laughs> like you did. I was fucking pissing myself yesterday listening to that. Um, my impression of you was shit, by the way. But, uh, but yeah, I, I did like, I did t- appreciate the token Terry gesture. Christian. Yeah, the Terry Christian, fantastic Mancunian accent. But um no, look, there was a horrendous crash at the start of the race. The first lap was awful. There'd been a crash early in the day. and You'd messaged me and said, God, that looked terrible. And it was bad, but everyone was safe, thank God. This one at the start of the British Grand Prix, oh, my word. I mean, I, I film it all because I'm doing a YouTube vlog like I do. So I've done like a little, I'm going to put together a little vlog. So I'm filming it. And then I caught just as the crash happened. I didn't see the rest of it, but my God, that lad, he's called you, was lucky to stay, be alive, Dave. It was like yeah. some other film. That was awful. But um, yeah, as a spectacle, it's a fantastic spectacle. There was a chance there that Lewis could win it. So obviously I'm buzzing for Jordan. She's abs- I wanted Lewis to win as well, because by proxy, I'm a Lewis fan now. So so Jordan's going mental and, and he just messed up at the end. So he ended up coming third. But Jordan was happy and that's all that matters. However... How fucking ever, Dave, we pay for the park and ride tickets. So you're about seven miles away from Silverstone and it's at a airfield called Tour Western Airfield. There's three or four dotted around, but from the M40, where I come from, that's the place. It's about seven miles away. So when you come out of Silverstone, what they do is it really sounds really stupid, but obviously traffic runs, you know, left to right, whatever in the UK and they block off the right lane so everyone can just everyone just goes out in all four lanes. There's no one coming towards the, the uh, circuit. Everyone's just going out. And then when you get to the motorway, there's about uh, the dual carriageway. There's about uh, two lanes of the dual carriageway that normally would be coming towards you. You go down them and you go down about five or six miles, then join in because they block all the roads around there. Mm. Well, we get on the bus, Dave, it's fucking steaming. It had been really warm yesterday. There was a little speckles in, but it was really warm because me and Jordan look like fucking chopped tomatoes at the moment. I am, my face is beaming like an idiot. It didn't take sun cream. And um, oh, so so you fucking <laughs> dick, my neck. Oh my God. Um, awful. And I'd said, let's bring sun cream. And I think I, I blamed Sam, but I think it might have been George. Like, we don't need it. And I don't know why I didn't, why I listened to it. And I just didn't because we'd looked at the forecast. Oh my God. Anyway, we, we, we come out of Silverstone, you come up to this bridge and you usually turn left and it's about a 15, 20 minute drive on the bus. So just dead easy. There's no traffic. No, the bus goes right. The police block this junction and take you right. So everyone on the bus is like, why are we going away from where we should be going? So we travel for about five or six miles thinking, well, she's going to turn this. Right. So listen, it was a lady bus driver as well. Now that's not no bearing on it, but you can imagine what the comments Interesting were. detail yeah. for you to drop there. No, no, no. For I'm no reason. No, no, just, just, <laughs> no. But what I'm saying is you can imagine what the masculine, masculine toxicity was like, Dave, you know, around me. We're upstairs. There's just loads of guys. It was just, 
She doesn't turn left. Sorry, mm. I'll, I'll rephrase that. The bus driver doesn't turn left, carries on going. So I get me sat nav on. I'm thinking, she must be, must be because of the bus. She, there must be another way. No, nope, keeps going again, Dave. We were 10 miles away from Silverstone before someone downstairs and upstairs piled down and went, where are you going? I don't know. I'm just following all the cars. Yeah, that was oh, great, that. So man. we ended up at least 15 miles away from where we started. An hour and a half later, the passengers are having to get out. Now, you should never, ever... There, I can drive trucks and stuff, but I can't drive a bus because I haven't got the license, but I can drive vehicles as big as that. Um, and I have done in the past... You never, ever reverse a vehicle like that on a dual carriageway. Oh, no, Dave. We reversed one of the passengers with a Mercedes top on, gets a high-vis top on, and he's backing her into this fucking labour <laughs> to turn the bus round. Dave, we ended up going through Buckingham, which I'd gone through in the morning because we were in Aylesbury, and yeah, we'd gone yeah. through that place. We ended up going through Buckingham. And it's I could see this sign saying, seven and a half tonne weight limit, no big vehicles. Didn't matter, Dave. We went right through, blocked all the traffic oh. in Buckingham. The, the, the cars are having to go on the pavement. It's a little town where these little shops. Oh, it was horrendous. And look, the thing that made it worse was when we finally got back to, to, to where we should have, when my car was, she didn't even apologize. No apology, a fuck all, Dave. Just pure brass neck. And every, I, mean, I didn't say a word. So I was like, I, I think what had happened was, they were doing the same route all the time, so backwards and forwards. They're not probably familiar with the area. And then the police, to be fair, put a curveball in and just went, no, no, you're going right. So you didn't know the area. That's the the one plausible thing I can think of as someone who drives as a job pretty much all day. I was thinking, it must be that, because it does happen. But I was thinking, why the fuck haven't you got a sat-nav? And then the one who was director, the guy downstairs who was director there, I think he had fucking Stevie Wonder's fucking sat nav, Dave, because everyone was on the bus going, left, right, where the fuck? <laughs> you you like, know, you say she didn't apologise. The amount of shit that people... You probably so got, what you yeah. said before, like all yeah. these snipey, toxic comments, I know, I know. I'm sure would have been relentless. Enough, so I'd have been I know, like, I didn't, I didn't want off. to... Yeah, no, and to be fair, I didn't want to tip in either because I think she should have been helped by someone on the radio. Or It was just, I did feel for her as we got off because I was like, I, I, I didn't even say, you know, thanks or anything. I was just sort of like, I don't want to make it worse and be smart and go, thank you. Know, I wasn't trying to be smart. I was going to say thank you, but I thought it'll probably come across as being smarmy. So we just got into my car, Dave, and we drove off. So uh, it was... Unbelievable. So I didn't get insult gone 11 o'clock last night. So we would have been home for about oh just word. after nine. So yeah, it was an experience. <laughs> you just got more value for money for your trip to uh, Silverstone. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's the way to look at it. Now, Chris, Love Island then. So <laughs> yes. you've watched it this morning. I mean, what what do you reckon? Um, so obviously we got the girls going into Castle Moor. Bit of a switch up from usual seasons. Yeah, yeah, quite right as well, Dave. We've said this, the guys have always had the upper hand for the last year. Well, a lot of the seasons, even down to the recoupling and that, there was a stage mm. in one of, a couple of series ago where I think the, the girls got about one recoupling moment, didn't they? It was mainly yeah. on the guys and that was wrong. Um, yeah, it was all right. I mean, I was quite interested. Gemma, she spotted one of the guys straight away. She's like, oh, interested. I'm not even, I mean, there's a couple who stand out, but I can't remember all the fucking names. I'll be honest with you, Dave. Like, the the, the there's so many of them and, and on both by guys and girls. But I think um, Luca got me, Dave. I know that we've seen it in previous seasons with girls and guys, but Luca's like, I'll put in the fish fucking 
flippers in. Yeah, they'd have been straight in the bin, Dave, if they'd have been sent for me. Um, <laughs> and then Jack's just dead cocky. I mean, he was saying, like, I won't find anyone better than Paige. But he's just like, when he's talking to other guys, he was a snidey comment, like, oh, just get over it, whatever. And then Davide was class, Dave. He's like, are you not? He goes, well, I'm not bothered because I don't care. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and I believe him. <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. <laughs> I mean, do you not think like Jax was really laying it on thick for the cameras? Because this, for me, this whole episode, I just felt a bit of, I felt a bit played by the whole Casa Amor thing. You know, I, I love it when it gets to Casa Amor. I love the, the carnage, the drama that it creates. But the way in particular, like all the lads came in, it just felt like, right, we know this game. We know how it works. We know how to play it. And we're going to just steam right in there. There's no, like, people getting to know each other. It was, like, straight into fourth gear kind of thing. Yeah, it, it was weird because I think India had a conversation with DJ and it was quite nice to having a chat and that. But she pretty much cut him off, didn't she? She was sort of like, nope. I'm with Dami and, and and it was a nice conversation, discussed like the heritage and things like that. But I didn't see anything between them. And I think DJ proper smooth, Dave. He was one of the more likable guys who came in. And gotta say, I think Jack came across as a nice lad, Roland Keating's lad, Dave. I thought his chat with Gemma at the end, he seemed like quite a nice lad, to be fair. He was very quick to drop his dad in there, though, wasn't he? You know, straight away. I, I guess he's got no time, but all I can think, Chris, is get that man some fucking shade. For <laughs> sake. He looks red already. It's only day one. So I, I do worry for the lad and, and getting the old sunburn there, getting some factor 50 and some shade. So, yeah, I mean, so, so let's focus in on that then. Jack's discussion with Gemma. He's just replaying back what he's heard Gemma say on the screen about being family oriented and stuff. And he's just literally spewing that up on her saying about how family oriented he is. So to me, it's like the fact that they can watch the show, understand the characters, where they're coming from. You had that with Jack uh, saying to Gemma, you also had uh, that Billy saying to Tasha, about, oh, well, I get the feeling, you know, you're a bit crazy, which is what we've seen her say, but not actually seen on the screen. So it's just like, it's, it's almost a form of gaslighting to me. You know, they, they're just literally saying exactly, you know, they watch the show and they're just playing tactics based on what they've seen in the show. You know what? I'd, I'd never thought of it from that angle, to be fair, Dave. And you're probably right. I mean, that that is... You know what? When when you see, you know, you'll know this yourself. There's always been guys within your circle or people you know. If someone has a Barney with the girlfriend, the guys there, I won't treat you like that. You know, they try and they get in there as like a bit of a rebound, don't they? Sort of um, a rebound fuck or whatever day, but they go in there and just sort of be dead sniding, tell them everything that they're not getting from the partner and it usually works. So maybe it was that. I didn't see it as that, but that, yeah, that's given it a different spin to me. And I think what made me think was the connection about when Jack was like, well, I've experienced things because of my dad that, you know, I wouldn't have done. And she's like, yeah, but she was dead cool, Gemma. When she said he that his dad was, because obviously different generation for our generation, we'd be like, Ronan Keaton, oh my God. Yeah, yeah, you know, boys yeah. and everything. But she's like, 
Ah, oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he a judge? <laughs> what was going to say? Was he a judge on uh, the, I think it's Australian X Factor or Britain a talent? <laughs> Britain's got Australian talent. Australia's got talent and something. So for her, it doesn't mean anything. I, can, I always hark back to Jordan, who's a couple of years older than Gemma. Well, Jordan have a fucking clue who Ronan Keaton is, Dave. So yeah, it's quite, <laughs> it's quite, it was quite an interesting comment. But I did think he, when I was watching it today, Dave. Now, I thought of both of us. And, and I'm sorry to do this to you, Dave, but Coco, she came in. She is Italian, but you know what she loves, Dave? Big dick energy. And I thought, you know what? If me and Dave were in there, we wouldn't have a fucking chance. Yeah, we'd just be <laughs> rejected straight maybe away. We could, maybe we could put ours together, then we might have a chance, you know? <laughs> but hang on, we have. What was it? Big Chinese finger cuffs or whatever. There's some sort of... <laughs> it just made me chuckle. But what a fucking comment. I mean, that's... That is, I listen to a lot of American podcasts and that's a proper American big dick energy saying that stuff like <laughs> Joe Rogan and, and I love listening to the fighter and the kid and that, but but it is a proper uh, dude bro fucking comment. Do you know what I mean? It's more a guy's comment than, than a girl's comment, like the big dick energy. So yeah, I was just was pissing myself. I just thought me and you, fuck, me and you fucking shrimp dick. I mean, I'm talking to you like I've seen yours, Dave, but um, you know, me and you shrimp dicks, we've got no fucking chance <laughs> so you know coco reminded me this is going to be a a a bit of a abstract comment well not totally abstract i guess but do you remember mercedes from the first season of the american love island yes i do and she made yeah she she just made an absolute play to get back into the main villa and she ended up it, it was touch and go for a minute but you know she didn't get back into the villa but it it looked like she was going to and you know she she's trying it out with a couple of different blokes but for me coco has got that kind of energy where she's just gonna go for the smallest weakest one (laughs) who can she identify uh to get her a ticket back into the villa and you know you can't blame them They, they basically got what four days or something to basically create a connection with someone that's stronger than the then the connection that they already had in the villa. And so, you know, there's no time to waste kind of thing. No, and, and you know, and you're right. You're totally right. It is desperado stuff in some respects. But they, one of the best lines again, there was two cracking, well, there was three lines of what I'm talking about. One of them was Molly. Molly's talking to Luke and she went, all right, um, I believe you're a, a fishmonger. You're not going to believe it. My second name is Salmon, and I don't like fish. And I'm thinking, what the fuck has that got to do? What a fucking line. Talk about Desperado. I was like, fuck. I only fucking spilt my cup of tea this morning watching it. I was fucking pissing myself. You know, we are just too too cynical to play this game, Chris, because... I, uh, there was that, and, and Luca was like, "Yeah, I don't like fish either." Um, <laughs> <laughs> the one that got me absolutely crying was, you know, I think it was Billy talking to Paige, and he was like, "Oh, can you guess my birthday?" And like, I didn't even hear what she said, but but then he jumps up and he's all over dramatic. He's like, "Oh, I can't believe it! You 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 guessed it! 
oh, I don't believe it. How did you do that? And Paige is like, oh, I'm totally psychic. You know, it's just like, fuck off. Like his birthday is probably like the 2nd of November. It's probably like, uh, 6th of July. Oh, I can't believe it. You know, she's fucking Peter Venkman from <laughs> Ghostbusters, where he holds up the cards. And then the, the woman or, or the, the child, the, the student, says something completely different to what is what is on the card. And he's like, yeah, you totally guessed it. It's <laughs> like any psychic, in it? Hang on, hang on. I've, I've come, I've come to. I want to speak to like my relatives. Do you know someone called John? Or yeah. Dave? I do. I don't believe it. Has he got black hair? Yeah. Oh my god. Has he got two legs and two arms? Yeah. Oh my god. I don't believe that's how they fucking work, don't they? They work off yourself, don't they? Did you live in a house? Yeah, he did actually. Is there a toilet? Oh, oh, this is uncanny. I can't believe it. You know, here's a hundred pounds in your back pocket. You're right. I, you know what? I didn't even pick up on that. And one of the other sayings, which was interesting for uh, a woman to say, Dave, was Shanae says, I'm a fucking trolley dolly. And I, I saw, I saw in that our Discord, I was catching on. And I was, it's like, that's not, that isn't a comment that, you would expect that's a proper chauvinistic comment from the seventies, isn't it, Dave? A trolley, eighties, yeah. fucking trolley dolly. I was like, I've not. It's not fucking carry on, fucking Love Island. You know? <laughs> Go on, Dave. Do Sid James. Go Imagine on. Sid James coming in. Come here, Trico. You know what I mean? Like, it's like that's a fucking bizarre. <laughs> fucking, oh yeah, that's. A, <laughs> we're not fucking too dirty, old men. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> people are probably Chris. Carry On's not been on for TV for years now. We're old, it's yeah. going to be some people listening going, what the fuck is Carry On? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's not on TV anymore for a reason. But... Yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a bit of a, a weird comment, wasn't it? But, you know, just taking it back, Chris. Trolley dolly. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. Unbelievable. But what about Finger Dave? <laughs> what about Danica? with a job interview with Josh. So she sat there with him, you know, all of, gee, you know, when you get to a job interview and they always ask you them fucking shit questions that you're not really prepared for, but you know, you're going to have to fucking blag them. And as long as you don't trip up on your words and sort of, yeah, you're quite clever the way you deliver it. So you deliver it with confidence and all that, you know, usually all right, you know, and so like the way she was doing it's like, so tell me about what other experiences you have for the role. You know, it's just like, why, you know, she's like, oh, I'm taking off my fucking grafting boots. You've not grafted fucking once. You've interviewed four people, like you said, for the apprenticeship. You just need Alan Sugar to come in and go, you're fired. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> she's got no chat whatsoever. I, 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 I mean, I know it was Antigone and it's like the girls were all fucking pissed off and faces like slapped ass, but her and Danica didn't do anything. And I mean, to be fair, Danica's probably going to have the longest run in Love Island and not actually get with anybody. She must be nearly two weeks now of doing absolutely nothing. Well, I think we've seen that before, haven't we? And it, it all comes down to that first choice and how important it is. We saw, um, uh, you know, people in the last series, what was it? Uh, Abby. Was it Abby? Uh, who initially coupled with Toby, like for about a day. And then she just... She was still around for another couple of weeks and then she just never kind of hit it off with anyone else. And I, I feel like Danica might be a little bit like that, but I kind of want to see 
Danica couple with someone and then just chill it out a bit, you know, because I feel like because of that initial wrong choice picking Luca, and I say it's you know, sometimes you don't know, but with Luca, I think it was pretty obvious he, he was off the table, and then it, I don't think he had to be a dick about it, but you know, he was. But then she's been like on the back foot since then. So she's been trying to do these job interviews with, with everyone else. But actually, you know, if she did strike a connection with someone, I think she might just calm down a bit and then we might sort of see the real person. But yeah, I think at the moment she's just trying just that bit too hard and it, it comes from that initial poor choice. Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting, Dave, because she might be a lovely girl and she is a pretty girl without a doubt. I think she's one of the prettiest in there, but that, there's obviously something that just doesn't translate, does it, with the guys? Maybe because none of them has really gone for it at all. So it, it, it's interesting. Even Jay fucked her off, and he's as fucking slimy as anyone, him, isn't he? So you thought he'd want a couple up to stay in the villa. So, yeah, it's an interesting one to keep an eye on. And I think... Sorry, go on. Sorry, I, I was just going to say as well, like we were saying about how young Gemma is and the fact that you know she's missed out on two years of pandemic. You know, she's been inside. I, I don't know how, I don't think Danica is much older, is she? And spent a lot of, I, I, my perception is she spent a lot more time on TikTok than she has just actually going out and speaking to people. Mm, yeah, that could be true. That could be true. The way the world now, Dave, is to meet people when you're younger through Instagram and stuff like that. So, oh, Dave, I never thought I'd get to the stage in my life where there's still things that I don't understand. And these things I don't fucking understand. I like going on TikTok. I like some of the stupid things. I've got to say on TikTok though, Dave, there's a lot of fucking family members who haven't seen people for like two or three years because all I see on my feed is I've not seen my mum and dad for three years. And then they come in. I know obviously we've had lockdown and stuff. And then these ones like, I've not seen my family for eight years. And that's all I'm getting. I think, fuck me, these families must be fucking shit at communicating. And they film it and all this. But anyway, it's just me being cynical, Dave. But yeah, that's that's my... TikTok feed. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So, um, Chris, what do you think about Tasha and Andrew? Because oh, it was th- there were no prizes, right, for guessing that Tasha's eyes would be fluttering away, you know, and she would be tempted by, you know, at least one person who came in there. But again, I, I feel like the, the manipulation of it, the format, you know, the way people can come in, to Casa more and they've seen the show already. I felt really bad for Andrew when the girls were basically saying, you know, you're being played. And it, it seemed to be the one moment that, you know, because they'd come in with that outside view, it really cut him deep. And Luca just shoves the boot in as well, doesn't he? I can't remember what he said now, but it's something like, well, it's about time you listened or something like that. It's like, nice one, mate. It's really fucking helpful, that. So, yeah, I did feel sorry for him. Yeah, and, and Tasha, Dave, it was Billy, wasn't it, chatting to her? I mean, fucking yeah. Billy doing breakfast for Paige. I put a, a pea and a love heart with two rounds of fucking toast and some fucking strawberries and blueberries. Fucking brilliant, mate. Well done. Contestant of the year. That's definitely <laughs> going to get you fucking in Paige's bed properly. But he's chatting away to Tasha. And Dave, she's falling for it every time. She went, he went, you've got a wild, yeah, I've got a wild side. I like to dance. Well, that is fucking wild, Dave. 
I've never known someone so wild who likes to dance. You know, that is unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah, yeah it's like an Alan Partridge life, wasn't it? Oh, I like to dance. Wait till you see my wicked side. It's like, what? What? Wild side. And, and I think she dropped a comment to, I only saw this on, on Discord, but I think, didn't she drop a comment to someone saying like she'd not really found the, the right one for her in the episode? I didn't pick up on that, but... Uh, I think someone has said that. She just told the girls that she's not really... And I'm thinking, fuck, hey, she's not going to... This Billy, if he makes a play for her, she's in there, Dave. She is in there. I mean, to be fair, we see a VT. It could be in the confines of a game, but the VT for tonight's episode is Dammy and Andrew kiss someone. He doesn't look like there's anyone else around him. So whether it's that mm. kissing game again, because last year... We got who was it who kissed one of the girls, then kissed them again later on, and, and the partner was like, "Well, if you just you had different clothes on, Dave. Women don't forget, Dave. The old fucking radar was on at oh, that point. It was, remember? It was um, all, wasn't it? Leading up to the, wasn't it Teddy with Faye? Yes, it was Teddy with Faye. Yes, yes, it was. You're right, and and he had different clothes. He went, you had different clothes on. Like you fucked, mate. You know, yeah. <laughs> you fucked. You can't get out of this, Teddy. But but no, it just I just thought oh, this is happening. So it might be that Tasha, even though she's you know we're giving her a bit of a hard rap because of what she's done, and I think quite rightly, I think maybe it might flip itself, Dave. It could be Andrew. I think that might be a game, but we'll see, because they always do this on the videos. And then when you actually watch the episodes, you go, well, that was fucking shit, but I am dying for fucking nine o'clock tonight now. <laughs> I, I don't know where I sit on this, because the thing is, we, we've said all the way through, you know, Tasha's been a, a bit flaky, but then when it comes to it, she always goes back to Andrew, but she kind of knows that something's not right there. Whereas Andrew has been all in, you know, from day one. And then, you know, having been in from day one and then, you know, he's ignoring when she's basically being standoffish. The thing that comes to mind is when the lads are saying to him, you know, don't don't go near her, just leave her alone for the day. And then she's on her own on the on the sofa and he goes across and she basically tells him to go away. He's like, Okay, and gives her a little pat, a little peck on the head. So he's been all in, and he's had this little, you know, these doubts, these people saying to him, you know, about Tasha, what she says, and then what she does, it's two different things. And then Casa Moore comes, and yet then got people from the outside coming in and saying, basically, you're being played. It, it just it's going to resonate with him because he's had these doubts, but he's been able to push them off to the side. But then someone who's been watching the show objectively, you know, comes in and tells him that he's going to be crushed by it. So I absolutely think he could just think, you know what, fuck this. You know, I've pushed against it for for so long and I'm going to find another connection. So when you say it's, it's Andrew, I can't really blame him if he if he does find a connection with someone else. Yeah, I can't. I can't, but Dave, he brings a drama. And I know I for it. a fact that fucking Tasha is going to turn it round on her like she's been the model girlfriend. You know 100%. That. She's already done that. Yeah, 100%. I mean, she hasn't kissed anyone, to be fair, but she's pretty much told everyone, if you're interested, I'm interested. And when Charlie binned her off, that was when her nose was complete. And she was like, she'd got the fucking booby prize, wasn't it, Dave? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she, she came yeah, and yeah. she's like, oh, fucking, I've got to sit next to him now. And then it was like the next episode, <laughs> she's doing 
the Gareth Bale fucking love hearts. Oh, wait, I'm doing it now as we speak, Dave. Yeah, you can't yeah. see me love. Anyway, Dave, <laughs> uh, we have had an email. And I did think, actually, before I did an email, Luca was a bit sly when uh, that, that girl was talking to her about the you know, the, the salmon thing. And she was like, well, she's not with anyone, are you? And he's like, no, I used to go for blondes like you. But I've gone for Gemma. And I'm being <laughs> yeah. a good boy at the moment. I thought, yeah, you're going with Gemma because you fucking know that if you want a bit of a career afterwards, mate, she's the best bet at the moment. You know what I mean? So anyway, yeah. anyway, uh, we've had an email from Sarah. So big thanks, Sarah. Hey, Love Island. Hey, guys. Watching from Down Under, and this year is insane. Loving the reality radar. Well, you know, obviously, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I'm such a prick, I know. I don't want to address your prediction of a ring from Luca. We may not get a proposal, but we could get a Love Island Australia season one where Grant Crap gave a promise ring and the look of shock from her face, I really hope we see from Gemma. Ha, ha, ha. That's very true. That was Taylor, wasn't it? Um, can we... Talk about how this year all the people are coming in and telling the original Islanders what they have been seeing on TV. Like you said, Dave, I've never seen this before. In this Casa situation, how they said to Andrew, Tashi's not good for him. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Now that could be why he kisses someone else. I don't think Ekinsu will stray from Davide. I think she's na- she's now too invested and off her own accord. All the guys are about 22 and look about 17. Loving the recap, guys, Sarah. So as you said, Dave, and I agree with that, and I didn't really say it in the episode, is I don't like the fact they're coming in and breaking the, the, the fourth wall and going through mm. things. They can have it in their head and play the games and they insinuate, but they're actually saying what the public are thinking or whatever. And I know they used to they used to stop people doing that in Big Brother. If people came in late, they weren't allowed to talk about anything they seen on the outside world from yeah. that day. So I think they should still stick to that and they're not. And that's, and like you said, they're coming in at an advantage, these new people, so they can play. I do think the Tasha thing, is it's a fair comment to tell him, but if you're going to do that with her, then you do it with everyone else. And Luca could get a bad rep if they start telling the girls what they're like, because there's a point where they all meet up in there, you know, like potentially mm. when you get back there, if some of the cast of girls get with some of the, the guys uh, or some of the girls, sorry, get with the, the guys, so it's other way around this year. Yeah, then there is a potential for everyone to sort of ming- mingle and talk. So there could be some questions asked about the, what's been going on outside. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, big thanks, mate. And um, brilliant this week. I'm actually holding the fort down, even though uh, I'm not happy with the impression. But uh, as always, <laughs> over to patreon.com forward slash CD Reality Cast. Um, if you want to support us a little bit more, email us at cdrealitycast at gmail.com. And if you want to email us, uh, want to follow us on social media at CD Reality Cast. And on Facebook, Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. Please get over there, guys, and join the, the chat. I think we're about 230 people now, we're heading up to 240, which is fantastic. Thank you for all our new uh, members. Uh, we've got a couple of lines on there now. We are doing some of the, the merchandise, the reality radar stuff. We will change that at some point. But yeah, the, we've sold a few already, Dave, which is brilliant. Thank you. And we want to see them T-shirts, guys. So thank you so much for all your support. It's been it's just so humbling. We say it every episode. And we genuinely mean it. Thank you. So today's roll call of honour is Gavin Maggie. Gavin? No, it's not Gavin. It's Gavin. Maggie, Kristen, Zoe, Tom, Gillian, Michelle, Keith, Helen, Brianna, Nick. Neve, Noreen, Amy, Joanna, Helen, Libby, Katie, Dee Dee, Hannah, Priscilla, Susan, Hennessy, Haley, Lauren, Luckily Green, Kent Gustafson, and Tracy. So thank you so much, guys, for all your support. Absolutely amazing. Dave, we are over halfway, my friend. There is a life at the end of this tunnel. 
But on July the 19th, the the UK, uh, no, not the UK one, the American one starts. But we're not talking about that one, David. Wait, there you go. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> you can call me see you next Tuesday when we stop recording. But there you go. Yeah. So week five, and hopefully there's some carnage this week. So I can't wait. So thanks very much, sir, and thanks to everyone for listening. And I'll speak to you next time. Bye.